So we are full swing in the summer. Yeah, it's hot out there. Too, Protests sir. continue yep. across the country. Black Lives Matter streets, avenues, boulevards, blocks, corners, masks, shirts, bandanas, hats, posts, memes, songs. Signs. We talk about the type of crime even the wicked prohibit. So I plan to seek asylum for the rhymes I committed. Yeah, I'm working off the books, every other line I pardon. Made a circle around some quotes, I got some notes in the margin. Yeah, cause verse after verse, they misinterpret on purpose. And there ain't no mood faking when you're making them nervous. Acting like they never heard us backpedaling fast. As they meddle in affairs with their flags at half-staff. Cause even with a mask, ain't no time to relax. Been face-to-face with racism and got stabbed in the back. Cause when you got a better feel for all the wheeling and dealing. And took a good look around and things weren't appealing. You gotta get out your feelings from revealing the strife. Between what's real, what's really real, or believing the hype. Right? And now we see Columbus statues being taken down all over the country. Confederate monuments, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. There are people protesting in Stone, black people protesting in Stone Mountain, Georgia. What is a monument? What does that mean? For many, a monument is public history. When you go see a Robert E. Lee on a horse, this individual from Virginia was part was part of treason, but for many Americans, he wasn't. But on the flip side, I just read Frederick Douglass' monument was destroyed. In Richmond, Arthur Ashe, somebody spray-painted on that monument. So we, as we see, it's a tit-for-tat, which really gets down again. We look at history interpretation. You see? Some folks like Robert E. Lee, some folks like Arthur Ashe. We know who's right, but this is the fallback. So the monument wars all throughout this nation. People are going after founding fathers. Why? George Washington, slaveholder. Thomas Jefferson, slaveholder. Some say, what's the difference? So these are the debates that one sees on, on Facebook. One sees out on the ground with statues. They're going after Cecil Rhodes out in Europe. They're going after uh, Leopold colonized Belgium, killed millions of Africans. So this is part of the larger movement. A few weeks ago, Trump gave a rally in Oklahoma at Tulsa. Don't have to wear a mask. Only 6,200 people showed up. So it made me think, why are so folks committed to this insanity? I thought of one person in another word. Jim Jones, remember him, People's Temple? Cult of personality. Trump is a personality. He doesn't know any policies. Yeah, even in John Bolton's book, they revealed how ignorant Trump is. I mean, he thought that, what, Frederick Douglass. Thought Frederick Douglass was alive. (laughs) Thought you can get rid of COVID, uh, injecting (laughs) yourself with Lysol, even though he says he's kidding, air quotes. And the beat goes on and on. Juneteenth, no one knew his whole staff that I heard of it till a black person. This dude is straight ignorant, but he's a personality. So there was a song by a rock group, Living Color. Shout out, rest in peace, the little Richard, one of the originators of rock and roll. Yeah, there's a lot of great uh, black rock bands, Dave. But Living Color, that was uh, Corey Glover. 
and Vernon Reed's band. They formed in the early 80s. Good band. Fishbone out of L.A., a lot, a lot of bands. Like most music in America, black people, blues, hip-hop, jazz, rock and roll, black folk. And June was Black Music Month. There's a little tidbit for you. Yeah, well, every summer in Brooklyn, well, not this summer, but they have a festival called Afropunk. Where you can see a lot of that uh, that black music scene, that black rock music scene. Living Color had a song called Cult of Personality. Personality. Yeah. And it goes like this. Here are the lyrics. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. I'm the cult of personality. Like Mussolini and Kennedy, I'm the cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. Yeah, that's dope. Great lyrics. Trump tapped into that white anger. Sure did. Based on what? A black president, what? Two consecutive terms. You see? Racism. The anger. Sexism. Women working. Not following the rules. But let's go. Let's get deeper. What do you mean by cult? In 1978, we know 42 years ago in Guyana, Jim Jones, 900 followers of the People's Temple. So what made it so attractive? Religious, enthusiasm, charismatic, was even supported by the Black Panthers and Angela Davis. Most of his members were black, African-American. Why? Remember, 1978, you had the massive recession. Black people unemployment rate's always gonna be double. He's talking about communism, talking about socialism, right? Uh, people taking care of one another with a religious tinge. Makes sense when you're broke or if you have money, you think you're serving a higher purpose by donating money to this personality. But we all know what happened. Leo Ryan, a congressman, comes down to Guyana, he's murdered. The cult of personality, it's a cult, violence, sexual abuse, propaganda, misinformation, fear, terror, violence. It was a cult. Donald Trump's cult's not religious, it's a civic cult. His base, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, white nationalists, libertarians part of it. In this rigid belief I'm not going to wear a mask. See, that's a cult. That's propaganda. It's not making sense. All these anti-mask wearers in red states such as Texas and Florida, look what's happening now. Their COVID numbers are increasing, but they're committed to the cult of Donald Trump. It's a cult, a civic cult rooted in individualism, rooted in ignorance, propaganda, racism, as Trump called it, the Kung Flu, and his people defend it. That's a cult. That's a civic cult where the interpretation of the Constitution is wrong, period. They're trying to what? Take Obamacare to the court. What does that mean? Folks shouldn't have health care? If you lost your job, and got, God forbid, hit with COVID-19, how you gonna pay for it? That's a cult, a civic cult. It doesn't make any sense. 
So Trump goes to Arizona, another state where the numbers are going up. Cult, a civic cult. You see? That's what had me thinking that song, Cult of Personality. That's all Trump is, a personality. Propaganda. Promotion. MAGA hats. Posters. Symbols. Gestures. Anthems. You see? Yeah. Law and order. Sayings. Never talk about policy. Never. Never. And then your followers, Trump folks, wear the gear, go to a rally with no mask. Look at DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Look at their numbers. He drank the Kool-Aid. Or he drank the propaganda. Walking you to what? In a pandemic, don't wear a mask. This is a fluke. We got under control. That doesn't make sense. That's why I'm saying it's a civic cult. And the definition of cult is this. A misplaced or excessive admiration of a particular person. Excessive. Borderline irrational. No room for critique. Nobody's perfect. Whether it's Gandhi... Martin Luther King, Angela Davis, nobody's perfect and excessive. You see? Excessive admiration for Trump and his team and his shows, his person's clothing. He plays golf. And that's what's happening out here. It's a civic cult. But don't get it twisted. Don't let George Will, Joe Scarborough, Colin Powell, the other Republicans tell you we need to bring back Ronald Reagan and George Bush. Don't get tricked. In other words, Trump is so, the civic cult has, what, taken over the Republican Party that they want to bring back Ronald Reagan and George Bush. George Bush won the to the compassionate conservative. What the hell is that? There was no compassion to raise the minimum wage, no compassion for health care, public education, infrastructure. That doesn't make sense. But everyone's nice now. See, if I interview Joe Scarborough, I'm going in. I'm bringing up 94, the contract on black America. I'm bringing, oh, now you want, no, nah, bro, I'm getting you. It's your party. The Republican Party that created these policies since Reagan that allowed COVID to disproportionately kill black people. It's the policies that allowed many Africans to join Jim Jones. When you're searching for answers, when what? The state fails. When government fails. When there are no resources. And people with big personalities tap into that. That's what Jim Jones is doing. That's what Trump is doing. They're tapping into that. What did the song say? I know your anger. I know your dreams. Trump folks are mad because what? Black president. What's your dream? The American dream. Work and get paid. And keep society in order. Whites on top. Black people out. Women at home. Gays and lesbian trans. Stay out the way. You say, lift every voice and sing, sing, sing to the earth until the heaven will ring, ring. Now if I say black lives matter, what's the matter with that? Because if all lives matter, then how come you ain't mine? Black lives ain't included with all lives or included with blue lives. So why are you despising the vibe? While they describe the virus with blatant lies, disguising the hate rising. 
while people keep dying. But I'm wise to the game, so I'm never surprised. The president should be ashamed on the opposite side of the hypothesis. He can't pocket for profit. Don't take a rocket scientist to stop ignoring his logic. His COVID cases keep rising on a regular basis. People applying for unemployment but ain't receiving no wages. They want every child back in school but not the ones that's in cages. Because whoever wrote the book, he must have ripped out the pages. You've been closed for so long, you can't reopen in phases. While the cops can open fire instead of using their tasers. Yo, where's your man? There's a book by Lonnie Guinea and Gerald, Gerald Torres, The Miner's Canary, Enlisting Race, Resisting Power, trans, transform, Transforming Democracy. Enlisting Race, Resisting Power, Transforming Democracy, The Miner's Canary. So if you know folks that work in the coal mine, they put a canary, and the canary can sniff out gases that will kill people. So basically in their book, they're saying what? African Americans are, our America has been used as Americans' canaries. But what do you mean? Like, how? explain that. What are they saying? When you look at African American history, okay, yeah, you can see and understand and look how, how African Americans, their reaction to how they're treated is going to hit other, other Americans. Let's go at it. Uh-huh. Drugs. Remember the 80s? Yeah. Crack cocaine. There were addiction issues, but they criminalized it, which created a prison industrial complex industry, which allowed police to get what? Military equipment to police and surveillance black communities. So what happened? If I'm white, I saw drug addiction, even though more whites are addicted to drugs and buy drugs, oh, crack won't reach out to the suburbs. We're good. Control those cities. You see? But now we have opioids. And we know that what? A lot of people use crack, got addicted, looking for jobs, looking for employment. But now we see the opioid, white death. Why? Because what did blacks find out in the 70s and 80s? When you had deindustrialization, factories closing and leaving, black people are the last hired, first fired. So you finally got your job at Bethlehem Steel. You got your job, your factory job with GM. Something called technology came in, robots. We don't need y'all benefits, pension, overtime. You want to complain? We're bringing in robots. So black people are out of industrialization. Now we have a new economy, a service economy, which what? Less wages, bad benefits, you see? And at the same time, there's an economy based on what? Going to school. So now you have 70, 80, and 90s. A generation of African-Americans did not go to college, cannot get those jobs. So it results in what? Bad health care. You don't have health care. You don't have education to get one of these new jobs. You don't have money to pay for school. So this is the model. So if I'm a white dude, am I protesting? Am I upset when the black guys get fired? They're not in the union? No, that's their fault. But look what happened. White death, opioid is live and kicking white neighborhoods. So white men between 30 and 60 who lost their job, 
spent their 401k. No pension. Can't afford to send their kids to school. But rather than direct their anger at Fortune 500 companies, they blame black people. That's who Trump tapped into. Black dudes gonna tell you, listen, bruh, let's hook up. It's rough out here. These service jobs ain't cutting. We're gonna tell you what's gonna happen. When you can't get a decent wage and job and benefits, you can't support a family, and a society says what? Men are breadwinners, and when men can't be men, they resort to violence to prove they're men. So I'm telling you, white man, let's hook up, organize, and go after the capital. No he's gonna tell you? No. Undocuments are taking my job. No, son. They work less, they pay for less wages. We've been there too. When black folks migrate to the cities in the north, you pay them lower wages. That's being a canary. This is how it works. So folks got to understand history. And it should have to take the murder of black people. Wow, I didn't know there was racism. Wow, I'm going to donate to black organizations. Wow, black people are angry. That's why I have many African Americans like, you know what? Why are you surprised? Focus on you. Support your institutions. You already said that, so it doesn't make sense. What in the nation's history tells you to do any different? To do any differently? My bad. Where's the evidence? You gonna tell me the civil rights movement? Well, we had that. There's still systemic racism. You gonna tell me a black president? We had that, but the black wealth didn't move. Yes, you have Obamacare. You have that. But there's still institutionalized racism. So what does that tell you? So even if you have a black president, what? Systemic racism. And guess what? President Obama never talked about it himself in eight years. So what does that tell you? So that's why many people, African-Americans, are cynical. Looking at the nation's history for what it is. A plurality of smaller nations or smaller racial ethnic groups who work on interest and not friendship. So now, if I can become your friend, that's great. Be open to people. But when I need clean water, clean air, I said this before, I don't have to be your friend. We don't have to cut bread or, or, or do what is it? Break, break, bread, bread. break bread. It'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. But we agree to vote ticket A because they support clean water. When I want good public education, what are my interests? Not only the funding, but the curriculum. So if you think the curriculum is too African-American, I'm out. We don't have the same interest. I'm going to find somebody else. Because it's that racist curriculum that, got, curriculum that got us here in the first place. But we're going to see some other things happening, folks. And there's this energy. But let's make sure it continues. I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some hope out here. All right. For many Americans, voting is a waste of time. But I'm giving you examples of what people are doing. Ferguson, Missouri. Voting changes things, man. I, I hear you. That's, you In know. 2020, six years after the murder of Michael Brown. Yeah. 
Ella Jones became the first woman, the first black woman mayor of Ferguson. Of Ferguson, excuse me. Look at that, yeah. Fannie Lou Hamer, famous saying, she was of the uh, civil rights era. I'm sick and tired of sick and tired. So Ella Jones said, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. She ran for mayor and won. Why? People got organized. They registered and they voted. They said, you know what? We are sick and tired of sick and tired. And I think oftentimes when people look at C-SPAN, when they watch these politicians wax poetic in interrogation and use big words and nice suits, law degree, Stanford, and all of this stuff, <laughs> you think it's some esoteric knowledge there. No. In fact, during Reconstruction, some elected officials were illiterate. Yeah, they still are. <laughs> Look that up. They couldn't read. No. Tell me what you want. I'm going to fight. Now, I'm not saying don't be illiterate. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not that deep. Yeah, I know what you're saying. When you're elected, they'll teach you the game, the rules of the game. There's seminars. There's workshops. See, that's why see, people in power like to make things look make things look complicated so the masses can say oh i can't do that it's above me now it's too much but it's not and she won well let's keep going right here in hamlet connecticut my wife educated extraordinaire filmmaker so you know what connect hamlet high school majority black brown students there's no black teachers maybe there's no black teachers 80 percent of teachers are white we got a problem so rather than complain, guess what? She ran for Board of Ed and won. That's big, son. We went to Vistaprint, printed up some flyers. You knock door to door. Boom, you go to the meetings, and the Board of Ed can't handle that smoke. Why? Because you're bringing in the perspective. You're bringing in that passion. Because oftentimes on these committees, they get bureaucratic, and they get uh, uh, normalized. Committee B, we do this. All right, see you next week. Because no one wants to ask the real question. Go at the structures. But let's keep going. District 16, shout out to the Bronx, Corp City, Jamal Bowman, defeats the incumbent Elliot Engel. Why? Corp City, 92% black and brown. Look at the Bronx. Look at the district. AOC's district. They're saying what? We are tired of status quo democratic politics. It does not help the majority of people who are working class, low income, no benefits, no health care, no 401k, can't afford to send the kids to school. Harder for social mobility in these zip codes. And we're going to do something about it. We're going to vote. And they came out. Shout out to all the folks that voted for Bowman. Congratulations, yeah, brother. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's big. Congratulations, my Graduated friend. from University of New Haven. Uh-huh. Didn't go to Harvard, Stanford. <laughs> Don't need to do all that. Nah. They said, listen, he's had a passion. I want to get in there and make a difference. But let's keep going. Dr. Cameron Webb, young brother, got a law degree, med school degree, he's a doctor. And he's going to run. He ran for Congress and won his primary. Why? I'm sick and tired of the health care debate. Not only going to bring my legal expertise, I'm bringing my medical expertise in the house now. 
So when y'all want to start talking ignorant, I'm going to hit you with the medical. Then when you start talking legal, I'm going to hit you with the law stuff. So when Republicans start talking that legal stuff, I'm going to shift my hat, put the gavel, hit you with the law stuff. Then I'm going to hit you with the science and how racism is a public health problem. I'm going to hit you with the data. Another victory. And last but not least, we are a sports talk show. Or we bring up sports. Natasha Cloud of the Washington Mystics. I know y'all never heard of her, but I'm shouting her out. Why? She said, you know what? I'm not playing this year. I'm foregoing my $117,000 a year salary to commit to some cause, sacrifice. So whether you run for office, whether you sit out a season, as my good friend Joe Madison says, everybody can do something. I love this podcast, but I'm not going to take a year of my job to do it 10 days, seven days a week. I wish I could, but whether it's through my podcast, interviews, writing, getting involved, voting, there's something you can do. See, again, people in power want to give you this myth that you're powerless, but you're a human being. You got the power. Remember that song, I Got the Power? Just have to go do it. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes passion. And most of all, it takes sacrifice, and I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you, the dark brown shades of my skin, there would only be us. Only at to my tears Oh, oh That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul Oh, 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 oh. Looking back over my false dreams That I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord Oh Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this world of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh. Uh. Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny. Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? 